Welcome to the FitPro Business Podcast, where you'll receive sales, marketing, and business building tips from industry leaders that will help you take your business to the next level. Head over to FitProBusiness.com to receive your free business breakthrough session. Now, here's your host, the -the in-the-trenches fitness business owner, Andy Salazar. Hello, FitPro Podcast listeners. I have another wonderful show for you today. Today, I have Liz Teresa. Liz is a copywriter and website designer based out of Boston who helps entrepreneurs launch and build online businesses that they love. She is also the host of Liz on Business Podcast. Welcome to the show, Liz. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you and all the information and knowledge you're going to drop on the audience in regards to helping us build better businesses and better websites. <laughs> um, that was just a very brief intro about who you are and um, what you're up to. Would you mind telling the audience a little bit more about your story? Yeah, definitely. So I didn't always know I was going to go into business. My background in college was actually literature and theater arts. And I'm like, theater will not surprise you as you get to know me. I (laughs) like to have a lot of fun. Um, My favorite thing about my business is my podcast. So thank you for mentioning it. Um, It's called Liz on Biz. It's on iTunes. And yeah, it's all about entrepreneurship. I love talking with entrepreneurs, um, people that are, you know, basically out there doing a lot themselves because I'm a doer too. um, And so I love to work with people just like that. And it's been, I mean, it's been a ride. I tell you that I've learned a lot since, and I started in 2011, just to give you an idea. So it's been quite a ride since 2011. That's awesome. So one of the (laughs) things I want to touch on um, for fitness business owners is some of the mistakes, Mm -hmm. because obviously you're a copywriting expert. And I I think a lot of us don't have the knowledge in regards to making our audience understand what we want to portray on our websites and getting them to take specific actions. Um, What Mm -hmm. are some of the mistakes that fitness business owners are making on their websites and some of the ways that they can look to improve them? I think that the number one problem that my clients that are in fitness and health, the things that they've faced the most is that they oversimplify the effect that they have on their client's life. And by like oversimplify your client or your, your ideal client, right? Or your ideal customer to say that they want to lose weight, right? Like I want to lose weight. That is oversimplifying. You're kind of selling yourself short and that's this easy train to just sounding like everybody else out there. And so what I like to have people do, this is so much fun, like you're going to totally want to do it, (laughs) is I have people do a fill in the blank exercise. And it's kind of like, it's like business Mad Libs is what I like to say. Okay. Um, Mad Libs, just because I have fun while doing it, you may not have as much. But what you do is you say, I totally get that you, where you're the I and the you is your target customer. So you say, I totally get that you blank, right? And so the blank is the problem that is in how the problem is specifically showing up in their life. So like if weight is an issue, right? It's not just that they want to lose it, right? How is it showing up? It's showing up for the girl that goes to the dressing room in April because like bathing suit season is coming and she's going to hate her life after she has to do that to herself or jean shopping in September. I'm very clothes oriented as you can see, (laughs) but I'm like, this is not a surprise to people who know me. I like TJ Maxx. I like to shop, but um, that's, these are physical 
you know, experiential right. ways that the problem shows up. And so it's so much deeper than I help people lose weight. It's I help people shop with confidence. I help you, you know, go to that job interview. I help you join that online dating site. It's beautiful and meaningful. Right. And I've also seen where I, I, I've experienced this myself where it, they'll put like results, but um, what are those results mm. to that person? So what are some of the ways and wording that fit pros can use that are do it themselves of building their own websites or that hire somebody that's not fitness specific for their copywriting? Mm. What are some of the words or verbiage they can use to get their ideal client to take action? I always actually, I recommend people talk to their ideal client. And so a lot of the way, the way that I approach copy is kind of weird. So sometimes you'll go out and you'll hire a copywriter and what's very common is you'll say, you know, this is my business. This is what I do. This is who I want to reach. And then they'll be like, thanks. And then they like go to their copywriting closet, den, office, wherever they go. Right. I don't know why I put a closet. <laughs> um, like wherever they write, right. They'll come back and they'll just have copy. But the way that I actually write for my clients is I ask you questions. And so like I interview my clients. And so similarly, you should interview your clients to find out exactly what they want. And like even saying things like if you have clients that maybe have gone through your program or you've reached the end of the relationship or even people that are in the middle saying to them, what brought you to me? Like, what was, you know what I mean? What did you want? You know, why did you make that phone call and just hear the stories that they tell? And I would say, do this. I mean, as many times as you can, and then find, you'll find that there are these common threads that unite all of your clients. Because people will sometimes say too, they'll say, I don't know who my ideal client is. Or they'll right. be like, I work with, I just help people. I love everybody. And I'm like, <laughs> no, stop, stop, stop. I'm like, you totally do have one. It's just that you haven't asked the right questions. Right. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So it's just about asking them. Then they do it for you. So once you narrow down who your target market is, you want your, your wording on your website to be conversational? Yeah. I like, I mean, I like conversational. I always tell, that was one of my things that I always say, I, I've noticed a lot of people, not even just in fitness, actually, this is across the board. People will sometimes have an urge to sound big because they think if they talk big or like use lots of isms and Asians is what I say. <laughs> <laughs> so they sound smarter. Um, it's like the equivalent of talking in a British accent to make people take you seriously. Um, people will either not engage because that's really hard to read, um, or they'll just be like, you know, they won't feel as deep a connection. So yeah, writing conversationally is a wonderful, wonderful suggestion. So what you see is a lot of, a, a lot of fitness business owners are very, um, analytical with their words or, and not. I mean, I think some, what's the biggest trap that happens with copy aside from the oversimplifying what they do like where they don't sell it exactly right mm -hmm. um they'll they'll look at other people's websites and they'll be like oh well so and so is doing a really good job but like of course you really don't know that right like, you're just <laughs> you think so right i mean like oh i should just use something like what they say like how do i have something like what they say and the second you search outside your business for those kinds of answers is the very same second that you'll either sound exactly like them um and simultaneously you know, people will smell it, you know, on you. <laughs> people smell it when you're not being um, honest because you never want to get on a consultation, for example, where somebody comes to your site, they book with you, and then they're like, you know, you don't really sound like that, like on your website. If people are saying that, red flag. 
And I mean, that can either be because you sound like a different person or because like maybe you have this glowing and wonderful personality, but you don't show it to people. Um, That's what people love about you. They hire you. Special. (laughs) I I love that you just said that because sometimes what you're representing on your website isn't a true representation of who you are or what you are as a business. Um, so there's like some sort of disconnect there and that comes down to, you know, branding yourself effectively so that you're the same across all markets and that's including social media. Oh, I, I so agree. And you'll feel better too. I, I mean, I think I, I, I'm very, I couldn't be more Liz. I mean, like you should say that about yourself. <laughs> like you should say, I can't even be more, you know, who you are uh, in, and then you, that's also how you find your voice, you know, and things like social media become more natural. So what, what are some of the steps that fitness business owners, like say I, I have my website, I know that it needs some work to get up to speed. What steps should I take as a business owner to start revamping my website and getting it up to speed, up to par so that it does what I want it to do? I would say a huge problem that I see is when people have too many menu items. So like your navigation, for example, I always tell people aim for five menu items. And if you have six, I'll look the other way. And I say that because I have six because I even have a menu addiction, right? Where you're like, (laughs) but I want it top level. I'm like, we have this urge where we want everything in the top level because we're like, no one will find it. Eh, not true. <laughs> Actually, when you give people too many options, it can overwhelm them psychologically. And then that's when they bounce. So that's like mm-hmm. increases your bounce rate. I love saying bounce rate because I'm always like, you know, when people are like, I'm a bounce, like I'm gonna get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much <laughs> like, what it is. <laughs> that's what it is. And so I love explaining it to people because I'm like, oh, it means they're bouncing. And then they like laugh because they think I'm clever. But really, it's just well named. I mean, <laughs> I don't know who did that. But I, <laughs> I love it's it. It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In making sure, oh, I'm sorry, one more thing about the menu, making sure your number one call to action, um, it can either be in your menu or it should, it should like be the most easy thing to do on your site. So the main objective you want for them to take on your website is that call to action and you wanted that to be very clear, whether that's to give you a call or to send you a message or to schedule like free consultation, whatever it may be. And and repetition is necessary to getting people to do what you want. So sometimes people are like, well, I invite people to opt in on the homepage. So I'm done telling them to sign up for my email list. And I'm like, oh, no, you're not done. (laughs) Like, like, and not at all, actually. And in fact, my call to action, my number one priority for LizTeresa.com is that I want people to book a call with me. And so it's like, I actually, this is a little tip that I don't normally give, but you might like it. Um, If you go to LizTeresa.com forward slash one five, that's a short link that goes right to my Calendly and my Calendly is my booking calendar. And so I even say it like if I'm out and I meet someone, I'm like, oh, go to LizTeresa.com forward slash 15 and schedule a free 15 minute call. Like I say it so much, I'm annoying myself, but like (laughs) I say to enough different people that it's not like Liz Teresa's annoying. It's just that I annoy me. Um, But like having a short link like that, I mean, man, that saves you a lot of time. And on Facebook too, if you ever get tagged in a post where like somebody's like, you know, anybody know anybody good? (laughs) Can anyone help me feel more confident at the gym? You know, like these different posts that you'll see in Facebook groups and somebody tags you. If you have a 15 minute link so they can just call you and be like, hi, I'm nervous. Like, but like, I want to be friends. Like that will get you, oh my gosh, so much faster. It'll get you leads so much faster because you're giving them an easy in. 
Right. No, I love yeah. that. I think um, that that's probably not utilized enough. I have a scheduling mm-hmm. software myself, but I love that you said like, just give it right away when you meet somebody like, you know, in conversation or what, what have you. And they say, Hey, I want to book some time with you, give them the link and have them do it. So oh, yeah. if you can't get them to commit right then, at least they have access to your link and know what it is. And it's easy for them to get in there and book it themselves. Sometimes I know when I'm in front of a prospect, like out and it's, I'm away from the gym or the studio, it's, there's a little bit of awkwardness because I'm out of my element. They're out of their element. So they're not quite mm-hmm. ready to commit to a, an appointment time. But if I give them that link, that's a good possibility for them to go to that link and schedule a time could go on your business card too actually like that would be really cool if you had i mean i like to put faces too on business cards i'm really into putting like your face because i always feel like people feel bad throwing it away um if they ever get rid of your business card and i'm like so why not just you know you know make it make it count if they're throwing that away they're at least gonna feel bad i mean and then they're less apt to do it so then they might actually follow through if you include a call to action like that Absolutely. So you mentioned having multiple calls to action for what direction it is you want to give to Mm -hmm. your prospect that comes to your website. What do you recommend? How many do you recommend? Um, Oh, go ahead. No, you. That's okay. Is it all on one page or is it on multiple pages on your website? Well, the way that I actually like to approach website design in general, and this is like a little hack I give to people, is that if you make a list of all of your calls to action, like in, in the, and put them in order of priority, right? So like you could say, well, I want people to, you know, listen to the podcast, but I also want people to schedule a call. I want people to sign up for my newsletter. I want people to read my blog. I want people to look at my case studies. Like you can make a list of all the things that you want people to do, right? Um, Put it in order. And then I would say the ones that are really related to lead acquisition are usually, they should be at the top. So that would be like booking a call, newsletter, um, or if you have like a web store. So these three should be or usually one, two, and three, those should be the easiest things to do on every page and easy to do in that order. So they don't compete with one another. Mm. And then, yeah. And then of course, obviously a list like that can get pretty long. So they don't need to all be on every page or even on the homepage. Um, But just, it can give you a really strategic map to actually like, if you're going to do your, do your own website design, because this is a thing people do now. If you have like a list of priorities you're way, you're way many, way many. <laughs> I'm like, I'm a copywriter, but you're many steps ahead of other people that haven't taken the time to really think that through or be strategic. Yeah. Well, I know for brick and mortar personal training studio, like I own myself, my main objective for my website is to get people to schedule a consultation. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would want that to be my number one priority on my website then. Yes. And you know, what's so funny they used to have these things called peak tests are you familiar with this no huh oh man they're so funny i don't even i hope they still do them and that this isn't very archaic like advice but what it was is you filled out this thing and it basically the website it was called peak by user testing was user testing was the company and you could like put in your website and then they would like the next day for free send you a video of someone actually on your site And that person would like have to answer questions like, what's the number one thing you want to click next? Like, where do you want to go next? What do you think this person does for a living? You know, what does this business do? And they'd have to answer questions and it can kind of give you a very, very objective um, reaction to your website. Of course, like I would say, they're not always going to be people in your target audience. However, um, they should at least know the basic things. Like they should know where their mouse wants to go. Um, And that can give you an idea of like, if the call to action is going to be clicked first or if like maybe there's something competing aesthetically. Cause like if you, 
it depends on how your site was made. Um, but like, that's when color choice is important. For example, like red, um, or like hot colors. Like I, I just pick red cause red is like a call to action color. Definitely. Right. That's like why stop signs are red. Cause your eyes are like, Whoa, red like, <laughs> psychologically. Um, but yeah, you can think about the color choices you're using and making sure that there's nothing. It's not like you have like sign up here, but a work book here. You don't want them stacked. Um, and all the same color. That would be bad. Right. So basically what we've covered so far is that when you're getting into copy for your website, you want it to be conversational, speaking to your ideal market that's going to cause them to want to take action through your calls to action, which whether that be to give you a phone call, again, shoot you a message or to schedule a consultation. And also um, any additional resources you want to create that list that they can utilize where you want them to go. So if call to action is number one, you want that at top, right? Yes, definitely. It's like a map to making your own website design. So what additional resources can the fitness business owner utilize that are trying to do things themselves that want to make sure that their website's optimized for local searches? So, oh, so optimized for search. There is a really good and so funny. I was just talking to somebody about SEO today that, and I don't, I have to say, I don't formally do SEO anymore. I used to be like really into it. Um, but here in Boston, there's a company called HubSpot, which I know everybody's probably heard of by now. Yeah. Um, but they, they originated here. So I like to say it like that. Uh, <laughs> they have a free tool online called Website Grader. And so it basically can grade how well your site is optimized. Be cautious that, of course, they want to sell you stuff. So like, right. it doesn't mean you have to buy everything. It's a free service. I mean, they're going to grade you pretty harshly. Um, but in terms of showing up more in search and stuff, as long as, I mean, I, I heard this recently, and so I'm gravitating to sharing this piece of advice. I got to say, I don't remember who said it. It was like somebody told me that somebody heard it somewhere. But the idea is this. It was an SEO expert, and he said that the more well-optimized your site is, like well-optimized in general, put together properly, um, loads quickly, isn't, you know, full of gross pieces of software, like WordPress people that DIY, like a lot of WordPress people, they'll just like add a plugin for everything. It's not yeah. a good approach. <laughs> like it's, you can get very hairy, very fast. Um, but as long as your site is well optimized, what this guy was saying is that it will, you know, it will improve you already with SEO. And then if you wanted to get your hands dirtier with SEO, um, and if you are a local brick and mortar, I mean, there's so many great um, local SEO companies. There's this one called, ooh, they're in Canada. I didn't remember them. I'm so excited. It's called um, White Spark. And the service that they provide that I think is really great for service providers um, that are local, um, local oriented, it's called Reputation Builder. And it is such a low price product. And basically it creates, it, uh, what is it? What would I say it does? Kind of automates the process of getting reviews from clients. Oh, okay. To go on your review sites. So like Yelp and Google Places, because those reviews... Um, they're really powerful SEO juice, especially locally. Uh, and what what's so cool about the software is that if they hate you and like you didn't know, right? Like this, I mean, I mean, because not everybody's perfect. <laughs> not everybody's gonna love you, which is like a terrible part of business. But like if they hate you, it won't give them the links to go do it online. It'll give you a different way to like resolve that issue. So like if they're like, you know, or they give you three stars. It just won't go anywhere. Um, but it's a great way to boost reviews that are positive um, while not attracting the haters. That's great. Yeah, that's really powerful. I'll definitely include uh, all the links that you're giving in the show notes. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, don't please do. And I have a copywriting training video if that's okay to share. Yeah, that might be helpful. It's at freecopyvideo.com. So you know I like these easy to say links. So yeah, it's free copy video, and basically it just gives you it gives you additional tips beyond the ones I shared in a short seven minute training video. Awesome. So we've touched a lot on you know personal training, helping them you know get the website up and up to speed that does what they want. But there's also a lot, there was a big push where they were saying that websites weren't as important as they used to be because of Facebook and Instagram. Um, what would be your take on that? Because I, I still think that people are going to your websites off of your Facebook profile or your Instagram profile to take further action. Mm, and that's that's very good instinct because those pages um, on Facebook and Instagram are engagement drivers, but they're not they're not engineered to produce leads. Whereas a website that's um, well put together, uh, laid out with intention. So like with those priorities, Mm -hmm. that's going to be more effective at getting people to do what you want. And I really still believe that people like, like to see that you put your money where your mouth is. And I think it's not, I just don't think it's like, you don't look professional if you just rely on social media. Also, what if social media just explodes? You don't have the email address of all those fans on Facebook. I mean, they're valuable, but not really until they open their hearts and their wallets, you know? Right. So basically social media should be used to build fan engagement and drive them to your website to take the actions that you want. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, when you want full control... I know I would. That's what a website can give you, especially one that's made like the way that you want, you know? Right. Well, I don't know too many business owners who don't want control. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, man. Yeah, that is a whole other topic, but that's certainly true. So you've dropped a, a lot of golden nuggets on the audience. I think that <laughs> you really utilize um, a lot of the information that you've given. What Do you have any additional golden nuggets you'd like to leave the audience with? You know, I have this tool I love. Um, and it's called the, I think you have to like Google to get the link. Cause I don't remember the link. It's like a favorite. It's a favorite in my bookmarks and it's called the American marketing Institute headline analyzer. And this is awesome. Do you know this one? I've, I've heard of it before. Yeah. Oh, it's like one of my favorite things. I use it all the time. <laughs> and so basically it's really great for people listening. It's really great for writing blog titles. Um, or I use it all the time for subject lines for, um, email inboxes. It's a wonderful subject line, um, analysis tool. Like it's just, it makes, it's just so fun. Makes you a better writer. Absolutely. I'll find the link for that. And I'll also include that in the show notes. So Liz, how can the audience connect with you on a deeper level? Oh, LizTeresa.com has everything. It's a little too much of me, but you'll find me there. Um, or at LizTeresa, anywhere on social media. I love Instagram. So if you like Instagram, find me there. Awesome. And then you also gave me that link for that 15-minute um, um, strategy session as well. Oh, yeah. Free 15-minute call at LizTeresa forward slash 1515. Liz, I want to thank you for your time and all the value you dropped on the audience. I think that uh, really going to inspire a lot of people to make some updates and changes to their website. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Liz. Thank you for listening to the Fit Pro Business Podcast with your host, Andy Salazar. Don't forget to visit fitprobusiness.com to receive your free business breakthrough session.